Uh, the first time was a dud anyway because there was some motorcycle going by or whatever. This always seems to be a motorcycle. Yeah, they're really loud. How's it going, eh? It's going pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. What's happening? Uh, just had a, well, my days off are split this week. Um, mm-hmm. I had three in a row, but because I have long shifts, um, it almost got me the number of hours I needed. So I just had to pick up several yesterday or at some point, And it t- <laughs> turned out to be Thursday was the pickup day. Day off, work, yeah. day off, work. Mm. Um, which isn't ideal, but that's okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I end, I'm ending up with um, a little more this week. Um, I have a little less, of, you know, some fewer next week, and I'll be using some of that time to work on a commission. Mm-hmm. An art commission. An art it, commission. As it are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very good. So, among other things, cool. um, I'm probably going to take a stack of these books over to Pals as, as well and get them out of my face. Get them out of my sight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I have been. I've also been uh, catching up on Venture Brothers. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm inundated. Oh, this, this, I, this season is fantastic. Like, <laughs> I like them all, but man, I really. I'm over halfway through, so um, I can safely say this is one of my favorites. This being season six. Season six. No, season seven. Yeah. Season, season seven. seven. Yeah. Aha. Yes, the newest one. Right. Yeah, I have yet to see an episode of season seven. I I keep thinking I was telling you the other day. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking it's um you know something on Netflix that I can just oh yeah yeah binge. Yeah. But uh, it's Comedy Central, not Comedy Central, Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network uh, slash Adult Swim. Uh, Adult, Does Adult Swim, Swim haven't? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, so I got to DVR it, and then right. once it gets some built up, I'll do. It's my, just uh, it's getting kind thing. of old now is the thing, and I would, it's been it's been so many months. I think it was, was it last year or 2017 when it came out. Or when it came or, out. Oh no no it hasn't been that. Was this it 2018? Summer I thought. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. So not that long. Did you see all this in Gargantua too? Yes. Okay. So that's that sort of in betweener, yeah. right? That does. Yep. It is. I mean, it's important to have to mm-hmm. have that. That's good. Yeah. Um, but there are a couple of episodes in here that are not too spoilery. I I was able to was able to show one of them. I was telling you episode six almost mm-hmm. stands alone. Almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're not a follower, it's um, <laughs> I forgot how dense it is they, yeah. that they packed so much into the whole series. You know, and yeah. there's the, the relationships are complicated and they deal with a lot in every episode. It just it sort of can fly by you mm-hmm. because, you know, having gone through the whole thing, you're well familiar with those relationships and how everything like the system of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just called Two Brothers is the name of this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> not, not to be confused with the Venture Brothers. Not not podcast. to be confused with Venture Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mrs. Podcast maybe or something. <laughs> something. <laughs> but in the meanwhile, I'm James and I'm Marcus. So welcome to that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, did you what is, what's going on with you? I am uh, growing my beard ever longer. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> The let's see, it was it was out there when you were here mm, a little bit. It was just just starting mostly mostly after. Um, let's see, were you here? You were here Christmas. before Snowpocalypse. Yeah. I was, yes. Yeah, yeah. So then I I shaved it right after you got here, and right. then the Snowpocalypse happened, and I let it grow since then. So uh-huh. it's been um, 
oh, let's see, February. It's been a couple months of, of beard growth. It's, it's, uh, it's moving right along. Amazing. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and so I, I happened to just come across a picture, and I thought, oh, I've got an Obadiah Stane thing going on here. <laughs> like Jeff Bridges as the villainous Obadiah Stane. Not Stain. obvious at all. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I almost did a topic on that, on, you know, r- ridiculously obvious naming conventions, mm-hmm. especially of villains. Yeah, George Lucas. <laughs> but then I did. I, I erased that section. I just thought I've got a lot of gray in there, and so with the beard, that gives me a lot more gray on my face, and so looking older. Hmm. But I mean, if you're vaguely super villainish, that can't be all bad. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay in that regard. But if you're trying to to make um, children happy, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe you want a less villainous look. Right. They're they're fine. But it was interesting the other day. I was mentioning something about having a two-year-old, mm-hmm. and somebody said, "You have a two-year-old, yeah. or you have a daughter, or something like that." It's like, well, how old are you? Right. <laughs> I said fifty. You said I'm a hundred and three. And they're like, "You're 50? <laughs> yeah. I, but I didn't quite understand at first. Are they saying you're fifty? As it that's it, or mm, right, or, or you're already fifty? You know. So mm-hmm. it's like on the one hand, they think I'm old because I'm an adult and they're, you know, at, at most sixth graders. But on the other hand, 50 seems like a really large number for age. Yeah. To them, best, so. best not to know, I'd say. Yeah. Then the other thing is, in the as the weather is heating up, so is my face under this all this hair. So <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, starting to, start to sweat there. I'm going to trim it probably this weekend. I don't think I'm going to slice it all off, but mm-hmm. not yet. Turn a little shorter. And then um, eventually it'll it'll have to go for right. the summer. It's just too much. Hmm. Mine is done in the style of uh, a YouTuber named Petguin. Okay. Penguin but with a D uh-huh. instead of an N. Uh, instead of the first N. Mm. And this is sort of it's vaguely a Van Dyke, but sort of a further down that like it's not uh, doesn't connect the chin with the mm-hmm. mustache. Mm-hmm. So the chin sort of goes soul patch down to the base of the chin, and then a little bit of hair out, and then everything else is clean up to the mustache. So uh, if you if you go to his channel, you'll, you'll see. Yeah, Pedgo. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. So that's been Beard Talk. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Didn't we have Beard Talk Continue. a while ago? Beard Talk. We had yeah, Shave yeah. Talk. Shave, shave and Talk. Now it's Beard Talk. Shave Talk. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. <laughs> new, new segment. Speaking of segments, right. <laughs> I, I ran across, as I do, uh, a new piece. So I've got a music share mm-hmm. called... The B-Sides by a, a, a modern composer. His name is Mason Bates, mm-hmm. a, uh, I should say. Contemporary, contemporary composer. Yeah. He is composing right now, as I speak, probably. probably. Yeah. He, let's see, he was born in 77, so he's just yeah. just about 10 years old, uh, younger right. than we. So he went to a school in Virginia, and he was already getting a commission when he was 16 wow. by a, uh, orchestral composer, uh, an orchestral conductor, mm-hmm. and just went on from there. And he got this particular piece, The B-Sides, is a commission by Michael Tilson Thomas when he was working with him oh. in some of the summer uh, music programs and things as he as he got older. Wow. But he went to, I, didn't um, know, I didn't know that was his commission. I thought he just yeah. uh, uh, performed it. They were, uh, I've skipped a bit. So after after high school, he went to Juilliard and he um, got his music degree and, and so forth, worked with some great composers there, and also did lots of uh, stuff in residence with, with different, um, you know, like Tanglewood and other other sure. music camps and schools and things. Amazing. Became a composer in residence with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And How then, could you not with a pedigree like that? Yeah, and then uh, San Francisco Symphony. He's he now teaches at the uh, San Francisco Conservatory yeah. of Music, and um, is he's, he's really good. He's the uh, second most performed living composer. 
it's kind of amazing to me because <laughs> I hadn't really, I, I'm sure I'd heard of, of him, uh-huh. um, but I didn't really know him. Yeah. Like his stuff. Same. You know, it didn't really strike me until yesterday, which is also weird because number one, he's the second most performed classical composer living today, mm-hmm. but also he's he's kind of like Eric Whitaker in that he also does his stuff for band. Hmm. Um, and he's been getting quite a few commissions from university band directors, uh, including Arizona State. But most of his championing has been by Gary Green at the uh, University of Miami Frost School of Music, which is my sort of semi-secondary share, which we'll play first uh, underneath this. You're hearing Sea Blue Circuitry with the University of Miami Wind Ensemble playing that. Um, I do like the orchestral version very much as well. But uh, Mason Bates' claim to fame, I think, is kind of like mixing electronica with mm-hmm. with the full symphony orchestra sure and um but doing it in a way that's not um like a novelty <laughs> it's just bl- blending yeah. it in it's you know part, yeah it's a central part of the composition yes not, not just something thrown in right right and uh, and often um he is the one doing the oh. the performing of the electronica so he'll be there with his laptop or his um his drum machine or things like that you know live performing with the orchestra, so uh, hmm. and and triggering sound loops and things. Wild, um, yeah. So the piece, the B sides, is uh, as I said, a commission mm-hmm. by Michael Tilson Thomas, conductor of the San Francisco Symphony. Um, they just like in the intermission between uh, between just average, uh, I shouldn't say average, between a typical classical program. I think he did a, um, I don't know if it was a Elgar concerto and then there was an intermission then he was going to do a Brahms symphony mm-hmm. but he he happened upon Mason Bates in the like backstage and said you know what what about a commission to write a symphony that's completely different you know and so that was the kernel that that bore the b-sides which is sort of like pops version like classic uh, vinyl the b-side was just sort of some forgettable thing that they threw on there hmm. a lot of times yeah and um, this is sort of his tongue-in-cheek reference to that because um, I don't know all of it is not throwaway it's just different <laughs> right. you know it wouldn't yeah. necessarily be performed and therefore it is <laughs> so clever uh, yeah so this is the fifth movement called warehouse medicine that's my favorite but I, I do like it all it's very uh, very unusual and, and kind of fun
right then. Yeah, it's, it's a little. Neat. I hear uh, sort of snatches or strains of Thomas Newman meets mm-hmm. uh, Leonard Bernstein. That's that, very those good. two things together. <laughs> as do as do I. Huh. Yeah, I was going to say very uh, sort of soundtrack, mm-hmm. ethereal, ambient yeah. style, and then and then some jazzy riffs in there, and then I don't know what that electronic drum beat is that somebody bouncing a basketball. <laughs> kind of it's a, me. It does sound like a ball. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you going to go see Avengers? Nah. Have you seen uh, many of the other Marvel movies? Nah. Okay. Did you see? <laughs> I have them all on my uh, on my queue. I haven't mm. seen Ant Man two or or wait is Ant Man two also the the one with the wasp? I believe so. Ant Man and the Wasp is yeah. that the same thing as Ant Man two? Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that one. Oh, I'm I, I'm confusing that with uh, Deadpool too. Sorry. Okay, I haven't um, seen that one either. So neither have I. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. So those are those are a couple of sequels: Thor mm-hmm. Ragnarok and of course the newest Avengers, which I think just came out today, right? Yeah, today Friday, April twenty sixth. Twenty sixth is yeah. the uh, opening day for Avengers Endgame, and hopefully. I don't know. How many more apocalyptic things do they need to do? You know, just to settle in on a typical storyline. Well, opinion. this is supposed to be the end of this cycle. So mm-hmm. it it has built up to this particular apocalypse. So they've yeah. had mini apocalypses the last two times. Apocalypse? Uh, <laughs> apocalypses. <laughs> so this is supposed to wrap up the long storyline, at least as far as the Avengers are concerned, because yeah. Chris Evans is not going to play Captain America anymore. Ah, so we'll have okay. to figure out a reboot or mm-hmm. some kind of change. I see. He's done. Mm-hmm. He's done. He, and he said so a while back. Mm. Once I'm done with these contracts, <laughs> done with Captain America. <laughs> well, good luck to you. I imagine we'll see him at all the conventions and Yeah, and he, from now on. He's, a, he's a super nice guy, and mm-hmm. um, he is you know, plenty talented. He, he wants to do other things, as you might imagine, right? Um, mm-hmm. Look what Daniel Radcliffe's been able to do since Harry Potter. He's he's uh, anything always interesting, making different choices. Oh, plays. And he's doing plays. Yeah, sure. He does theater. Yeah. He does, and that, I think that's where he started. Mm. I think he started as a theater kid. No, mm, maybe it was maybe it was a small film. But but yeah, he he's stretching. You know, trying to break out of molds mm-hmm. um, and uh, just do what seems fun um, and challenging. So yeah, totally admirable for for all, any of those persons to want to escape the paycheck cycle <laughs> once they have all those paychecks yeah that little, does help a little bit easier <laughs> to make those choices right. <laughs> once you don't have to work anymore yeah so good but i i, I was going to say i just I, I don't it's been a long time since i read superhero comics yep maybe decades i don't know um except to just flip through one or two right sure i started seeing on tumblr because of course tumblr can't let any potential pairing up of <laughs> compelling characters alone. <laughs> so uh, the a lot of people on Tumblr were shipping, if you like. I don't, I don't know if you know that term. No. Uh, so shipping is creating a, a fantasy relationship between mm. two characters who don't necessarily have one in right. the, the media that you're pulling them from. Okay. So it would be like... Lots of Star Trek stuff. Yeah. Kirk and Spock is really the origin. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and, I mean, not probably not. There's probably fan fiction that goes you know way before that. But yeah. um, in, in science fiction, you know, that was that's a huge uh, spur mm-hmm. to this kind of movement. And it, it got easier when images became easier to copy. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of teens, you know, just pull characters together that they would like to see together or mm-hmm. who 
sort of flirt in the shows or uh, could be seen to flirt in the show and you yeah. capture certain looks and right, you right. pull that out of context and suddenly you know your fantasies are real mm-hmm. so most of these involving kids like like these are the super sons which is a comic book series that uh, peter tomasi wrote for dc uh, featuring mm-hmm. the youngest son of superman and the youngest son of batman uh-huh. currently right um <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole uh troop uh, on the batman side hmm. um in the comic world apparently um Didn't know that. but uh but i started seeing people you know just sort of romantically you know kid romance type you know drawings and fan tributes and things mm-hmm. from this comic series and it was really charming and then people would just i just see excerpts of um the comics themselves which i think started in i don't know 2016 or something Mm-hmm. 2015 2016 and uh it's, it started to become really compelling to me and i said oh i really should i should give it a shot because this is sort of an unusual twist on the superhero thing uh-huh. right the the kids are learning to use their abilities or they in the case of jonathan kent who is superman's son mm-hmm. um he doesn't have all his powers yet oh. so he he can leap tall buildings in single battle. he can he can leap great distances but mm-hmm. he can't fly yet beginning of the series and he's got heat vision but he can't really control it well Uh and he's strong but he's not that strong he's like kid superman strong yeah so that side and then uh, batman's son is an extremely precocious genius who you know could have been a phd at age five or seven or something (laughs) so just uh you know a sponge for information and he's Mm -hmm. uh, extremely knowledgeable and capable um young sheldon yeah but uh, but trains like Batman, so he's skilled in martial arts and uh-huh. knows all the gadgetry. And he has access to Bruce Wayne resources, right? So like uh, Hit Girl? A little bit, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, okay. uh, but better. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> more, more, more deadly and uh, intelligent. Oh, she was pretty deadly. <laughs> yeah, but more, more, more on the, you know, the genius side. Yeah, okay. So he, uh, he doesn't kill a lot of people in the series i have to say mm-hmm. um, but it really really works i i could not stop reading it until i finished it mm. so it's very very well done um mm-hmm. that's and i i can't i mean i don't even watch all the marvel movies never you know as i say you know this is the first superhero book i've read in a long time highly recommended sometimes they grab you and you just mm-hmm. yeah you, you just, if you have access to all of them then they just uh right. stop yeah cool well, there's a couple i think it's in three trades so you can read them Fairly quickly, mm-hmm. um, and they're small trade paperbacks. Goes yeah. fast as comic books do, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they're written really well. Um, you know, Superman's son is uh, John Kent is very trying to be the good guy and stand up for what's right, truth, justice in the American way, and all that. And Damien is devious and trying to fight justice by any or fight injustice by any means <laughs> necessary. So mm. um, and it's kind of a troublemaker, something mm. of uh, you know creature of the night himself. Mm-hmm. So those two the, the two, the clash between those two perspectives kept it very interesting. Are they buddies? Um, not like at the start. Hang out together? Oh, I'll, okay. I'll say that. Okay. Well, yeah, they're so. just, they're sort of paired together out of necessity at least. And then there's just something that a lot of it is um, Superman and, and Batman's friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Clark and Bruce's um, mm. friendship that, you know, keeps them in close contact. I see. But they, you know, obviously live in different cities. Do they? Metropolis and Gotham. I thought those were the same city. They are not. All right. <laughs> Different dimension. 
Um, they're just you know different different types of cities. Different types of New York. <laughs> uh huh. That's right. Okay. Other New York. It's the grand vision of a sparkling, shiny New York, and the dirty, gritty version of you know a dark New York. Yeah. So uh, Newark then. <laughs> Not that dirty. <laughs> Oh, okay. Zing. Oh. Well, hey, mm. we're on the West Coast, folks. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of zingers. <laughs> Were you? Uh, well, um, before we end, I do have a music share of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been following the band Sebado. They, they keep popping up in my musical life um, ever since the 90s. And they had another, they're not a super group, but um, they have singer-songwriter Lou Barlow. And the drummer at the time, um, just after their first or second album, uh, roped in um, like another multi-instrumentalist named Jason Lowenstein. And so together <laughs> Q, they... Cue Marge. Whenever the wind whistles through the leaves, I'll think Lowenstein. Lowenstein. My name is Zweig. Lowenstein. That's the right. <laughs> so together they were greater than some of their parts. And they're still sort of, they still hew to a, a kind of a 90s aesthetic in that they are um, more of a garage sound mm-hmm. than a really refined uh, pop influence production. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're kind, of, kind of dirty, down-to-earth rock stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but always, uh, always interesting to my ear, like fun and uh, melodic and good uh, arrangements mm-hmm. like uh, clever twists uh, in their in their songwriting. Um, mm. And Jason Lowenstein uh, has become a favorite of mine. I, I played the heck out of his sixes and, at sixes and seven. Oh, we have an explicit rating. I played the hell out of his at sixes and sevens album, which um, he I think was his first. He he released another one year before last. I want to say uh, maybe it was 2018 itself. Wow, here they are with a new single uh, album to come at the end of May. I think I want to say. Uh, called Raging River, and it's a little like this.
Yeah. 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 It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. A little um, sort of country flavor. Uh, not a flavor. Um, a, a little hint of country feel mm-hmm. in just sort of the video helps. Yeah. <laughs> Give it that. That's that just uh, that's that's just Jason in the video. If you watch the okay. sort of semi-official video with the with the person doing selfie singing, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's just Jason. Yeah, Which I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's all his song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds you know it sounds like it could be his, but there's a lot of other things in it that uh, you know you wouldn't hear uh, if it was just his solo stuff. I would say so. But yeah, it's got it's got sort of you know three or four sections, three three different things smashed together. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like a Meat Puppets intro, hmm. sort of country metal <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah, and then it goes into this twangy bit, and yeah. um, the grungy part starts, and then the lyrics uh, always always get me. They're really clever. I don't know lines. Mm-hmm. Right, truth came to town and started bossing you around. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. I like that's it. Good. Has he been going, or have they been going long, Sebado? Yeah, since ninety one or two. Okay, I was gonna say he looks older than I would have expected oh, yeah. for a for a new song, but it's yeah, not, no, he. They think they, they started I mean, in like eighty eight or nine, and then mm. Jason started in ninety two or three. Mm. Um, so long time. Yeah, he has almost a Tom Schultz, Tom Petty look. Hmm. With worse teeth, this sort of thing. But All right, that's probably <laughs> the smoking. Fair enough. Hey, if you want to send us an email about smoking or hopefully not smoking, (laughs) you can send it to bros at itsjustcalledtwobrothers.com. Yeah, if you'd like to use the tweeter bot, the twatterton, I don't even know how to say it anymore. If you'd like (laughs) to use Twitter, you can reach us there at IJC2B. And you blog every day at MarcusHowell.com. And I need to get working on a post here because it's getting late. Yeah, you got like, uh, what do you have? 13 um, minutes. I have to be asleep at least <laughs> in an hour. Okay. Because I have to get up to go to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we'll the little see. girl does a does a game where she pretends to be asleep. <laughs> and then, yeah. huh? and Where then did she pick that up? up. I don't she, know. Where did she get that that was how you fake sleep? You know, that I, was what yeah. people do when they're asleep. I don't know. Some cartoon or be, other? Maybe. Or <laughs> just other kids at daycare. You know, um, the older ones pass it on to the younger ones. Yeesh. <laughs> they fake it at daycare as well. Oh yeah, I'm sure they. Do. I'm sure they do. It's time for but- nap. <laughs>